Welcome to the Redbird Ministry Podcast. My name is Kelly Bro, and I am co-founder of Redbird Ministries. Redbird Ministries is a Catholic pro-life and pro-family grief support ministry that focuses on bereaved families who have experienced child loss of any age, including miscarriage, stillbirth, infant loss, child loss, adolescent loss, and even the loss of an adult child. Redbird helps parents to understand grief, how to navigate through it, and how to take practical tips and tools to begin the healing process. No matter the stage of grief you are in, Redbird Ministries will work with the families to heal through the beautiful gift of our Mother Church. Redbird stands out by servicing and supporting families, by helping couples to understand what grief does to the family. By supporting both the father and the mother together, we help couples learn how to grieve together and to support each other. Your spouse is the only one in this moment who truly understands what you are going through, your family dynamics, and the memory of your child. Journeying with your spouse will bear fruit towards true healing. Our ministry is ran by couples. All founders and families have experienced child loss and understand the magnitude of a bereaved parent's suffering. No matter how soon or how long your loss has occurred, we have families that want to love you through your loss. So I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy our podcast. Thank you for tuning in this morning to our podcast. Today's podcast theme will be Love Creates. I've been in prayer a lot lately to better articulate what it's like to lose a child to someone who have may never had a child or whose child never passed away, um, especially on how to better um evangelize the mission of our ministry has been on my heart because I really feel like there's so many people who want to help, but they want to help because they know it's right. But I want people to help because they feel it's right in their heart. And there's a difference, you know, to know Christ and to really know Christ in our heart. Um, so that's kind of been on my, on my heart, on my prayer, um, the forefront of my prayer lately. And um, several different parts of this podcast has come up over the course of the last few weeks, but mainly um, I was praying the rosary um, during adoration, during the holy hour. Um, So this part came to me, what what is a sacrament? So St. Augustine says, in the 5th century, he described a sacrament as an outward and visible sign of an inward and invisible grace. It sounds very simple, but how can we relate to that in the sacrament of marriage? Um, I love Fulton Sheen. I love Archbishop Fulton Sheen. He's one of my favorite to listen to because he can put into perspective a lot of things that are hard to articulate and this is one of the things that is very hard to articulate um so he was talking about marriage like three the three to get married of course meaning the husband the wife and inviting god into the situation and he talks about the two becoming one and in particular this this invisible grace of the sacrament of marriage (laughs) And 
he talks about this, there's two slabs of marble, um, and the two become one. If you take those two slabs of marble and you put them together, they will never fuse together. They won't. They're two, there will always be two slabs of marble. So we think when two become one that we're going to think alike, we're going to react alike, we're going to come together, and it's going to be relatively easy. But we all know as married couples that that's not how that, it just doesn't work that way. Um, But when we come together in the sacrament of marriage, something beautiful happens. Our love creates a third person. It's our love is Trinitarian. And so whenever I was thinking about you know how it's how it's so hard for as Catholics as Christians um, for people to understand how it's like why it's so hard for a couple to move forward or I will never use the word move on but move forward or or to get through the loss of their child because it's devastating of course it's because. Our love, that invisible grace of our marriage, created a third person. It's Trinitarian. And without the third person, it's like a tripod. It doesn't stand up straight. It's very, it's very, very hard to even stand up after the loss of a child going deeper into the Trinitarian aspect of it, the third person that the love of the Father and the love of the Son creates is the Holy Spirit. Um, We talk about a lot with the Holy Spirit is the movement of this. It's the movement of the Spirit. Um, I talk about what the Holy Spirit does to me. It's when he puts wind in my sails. He's, he helps me to move onward. <laughs> and without the Holy Spirit, like we're just stuck. And I feel like that's what happens after we lose our child. We're stuck. It's, it's very hard to, to move forward at all, to move on, to, to get past the shock the intense pain, and we 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 won't move forward without the love of the Father and the love of the Son. During that prayer time, too, that what came to me is um, just something that I've been struggling with. Um, which is very hard because like our priestly fathers, they're, they're so good to us. They provide us um, fatherly love as their, as their sheep they feed us. But I think one thing that our priests struggle with is understanding what we, we're going through. And rightly so. They haven't had you know biological children, the majority of our priests. Um, and so... What came to me in prayer 
when I was like, Lord, I was like, help me to articulate to our priests, our holy fathers, how to help our families, how to be there and to help to make the situation at the time better. It's not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to heal your grief. They're not going to, you know, we only know one person can heal the grief is our, it's Jesus. It's our Lord. But how can they walk with us? How can they serve us better as our holy fathers, as our spiritual fathers? And the most of it is just presence. But how can I articulate to our holy fathers what it's like for us to lose a child? And the Lord was like, well, we celebrate the death of a child at every Mass. We come together and remember what Jesus did on the cross at every Mass. And we celebrate, we celebrate the funeral of our Lord and Savior. And I was like, okay, wow. You're right. Like, let me just tell that to people. Let me just tell that Lord about how it is a big deal to these families. And no, we're not holding on. We're not lamenting, you know, because it talks about that in the Bible. We're not dwelling like our heads know that our children went to meet their father. But our hearts mourn just like those that stood under the cross during the crucifixion, like we're mourning. We're mourning until our resurrection, until we go back to heaven. And that might take a long time. And it's not because we don't love God. It's not because that we don't have faith. It's because we are broken. We are broken like the body of Christ. And our God and our Blessed Mother, their bereaved parents. And during prayer, a couple years ago, um, I was struggling with, after Chrissia, with praying my rosary. Like, I knew I needed to pray it. And I was like, God, okay, if you need, if you desire me to have a better relationship with the Blessed Mother, because, you know, of course, I... I Maybe some of you don't know. Um, my mother left the Catholic Church when I was a young girl. So for part of my life, I was raised Protestant. And I struggled coming back to the Catholic Church with Mary just because of what was re- what was taught to me during that time. And I was praying one day, and I was like, I want, I desire a relationship with her, but I don't understand, Lord, so please help me to understand. And I was sweeping my foyer, and, you know, God told me, because you are Mary. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? I, I don't, I don't understand, Lord, like, what does that mean? And he's like, you are Mary. And I thought, of course, at the time, that's what I needed for the words. And 
I came to realize what he was telling me. It's because she's lost a child. She's lost a son. If anybody can relate to me, it's her. And so that is when my relationship with Mary grew to another level. And a lot of my healing came from trying to imitate Mary and just to be graceful in my suffering. Not that it went away. Because it hasn't. <laughs> and you will know that about me. I'm very, I'm very joyful. Um, I'm very positive. I'm very optimistic. I try to make situations better because it's, it's, it's a primary personality of me. But it's also something that I've prayed about for a very long time, about having the grace of a blessed mother, because that didn't come natural to me. It's been very hard, very hard to imitate her. It's a lot, a lot of prayers, years of prayers. And through growing with her, I've been better to, to imitate the beauty of her heart. Not perfectly. <laughs> Still working on that, but I'm getting better at it. And so going back to helping, like trying to properly articulate to our Holy Fathers, you know, why it's so important that we minister to bereaved parents. Because I feel like the mission of our Mother Church is so that no one forgets our Lord. Her mission, let me repeat that, our Blessed Mother, a bereaved mother's mission is so that no one will ever forget her son. And then, and that's our mission as bereaved parents, is so that people don't forget our children. Like It's super important to me that people do not forget that talent and Emma existed. I feel like if that part of my life dies, I feel like I will too. And it's very important. I'll just say that again, very important. And that Trinitarian aspect of it, you know, when that third person creates, that third person, I'll read it. As Christians, the journey of our lives is about coming to know God better, about building the kingdom of God here on earth. And finally, to be with God forever. As Catholic Christians, we move on this journey as a church, that gathering of the baptized, striving to be the sign of Christ in the world. Thus, we are a community, the community of Christ. St. John in his gospel tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. John three sixteen. God's love for us, His will for us to participate in His life is manifested in the Incarnation. 
God's giving of himself in the humanity of Jesus, the word became flesh and lived among us. John 1.14, Jesus is the visible outward sign of God's love for us. And in turn, it is in the church that Christ remains visible and tangible for us, most particularly in our encounters with him in the sacraments. The sacraments are where we meet Christ, where God's action in Christ through the church transforms us, bringing us to what God wants us to be. As baptized Christians, this is what we want to. We want to be what God wills for us and what God wills for us in a life of joy in His presence and promise of eternity. As Psalm 16 tells us, You show me the path of life in your presence There is fullness of joy in your right hands as pleasures forevermore. This is from um, Sacrament, the Diocese of Westminster. What is a sacrament? And it talks about um, that outward invisible sign of an inward invisible grace uh, from St. Augustine. But I I love what that says about how, you know, God's love for us in his son is to help us to reunite with God. And I, and I think that our children do that for us. Um, we talk about that often, how our children sometimes um, brings us back to communion with father. Um, specifically, if we fall away from the church after marriage, when a child is born, their baptism brings us back to the Father. And I feel like our children, when that third person, the Holy Spirit, is created and bring forth that brings forth to us um Maybe I'm saying that wrong, but I'm trying to relate it back to what our love creates and how when our love creates that child and that child dies, how destructive that can that can be to a couple. And like I said before about how the tripod can't, it, it just it doesn't work without the Holy Spirit, without the third person. It just doesn't work. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't understand their grief. And it's very hard to articulate how they feel, especially because of the judgments that come. Um, but I'm here, I'm here to just ask for people to be open-minded and to really enter in the suffering with these families because they don't know really how how to articulate how they're feeling. They don't know if they can trust again. They don't they don't know where to place their fear in because they're 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 afraid. They're afraid that it happens again. It's hard. It's hard to be open to life after you've lost. 
And so that's why it's so important to us as a pro-life church that we really minister. We really evangelize. We really seek out those who have chosen life and loss. Because there's something that happens to their heart where they feel like they can't trust God again, where they're afraid to get pregnant again because they fear that it's going to happen. And once doubt and fear sets in, it's hard to overcome that. So we really need the presence of our pastor. Our pastors, if you have, if you have buried a child, I challenge you today to reach out to those families. And if you, if you are not a Holy Father listening to this podcast and you're just a friend, text someone who has lost a child that you know and just tell them, I'm thinking about you, praying for you. And always validate that their child existed. That's, it. That's very important. It's very important. And if you are a breathe family who's listening, just like Fulton Sheen says in Three to Get Married, you have to have God at the top of your pyramid for healing. The closer you are to God, the closer you are to each other. It's just like the triangle, the, the pyramid. If you remove him, if you if you lose focus on Christ during your suffering, you and your your spouse is gonna slide down that pyramid, and which means that there's gonna be more distance in between you two. As hard as it is, you need to to have God at the top like a magnet pulling you, drawing you closer to him. And seek out Redbird because we help our couples understand the magnet that pulls them together. Everything that we do is about the sacrament because even though we are hurting and in pain and don't see what's happening before our eyes, it's an invisible grace every time we show up to a sacrament, every time we use our marriage towards healing, every time we go to confession. And I've had times, because I beat myself up so much, because I want, I want to be in total communion with God because I know that my healing, my hurt is not going to hurt as much. And so sometimes, because I have such a good relationship with our priests, you know, they kind of giggle, Kelly. You know, that's not a sin, <laughs> but it bothers me. And so I bring it to the foot of the cross, you know. 
I bring it all because what weighs me down, I can't be lifted up. So whether it's a sin or not, I bring it to the foot of the cross and I just let, I give it to Jesus and I let him deal with it. I always tell him, this is yours. This is not mine. I can't deal with this. And when I bring it to the foot of the cross, it goes away. Not to say it goes away totally because, you know, our grief is heavy. And sometimes it's taking, you know, like a marble out of the jar at a time. But eventually that jar is going to become empty and he will be able to fill it up with grace each and every time we remove an obstacle in our life. And we need those obstacles removed to be in communion with God. We need them. So today, focus on the love of the Father and the love of the Son and how that love created that third person. And we really, I want today to, to, especially since it's Pentecost, I want us to dive in to the Holy Spirit prayer, to really dive in to how the Holy Spirit can move us. And how he can fill our sails. Um, and so I'm going to pray today with you guys the Holy Spirit prayer. And if you know it, pray along. And my intentions is if your ship is stuck in your harbor, the Spirit comes and fills your sails and helps you to move forward. Because we cannot be stuck in stagnant water because stagnant water stinks. We, we can't be there. God comes to give us life and give it abundantly. And the grace of our baptism, we have the power. We have the power to call upon the Holy Spirit to feel ourselves and He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Let him love you. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the fire of the Holy Spirit consume you this week. Dive deep into prayer and allow the Spirit to move you. May the good Lord bless and keep you today and always. Happy week.